Welcome once again to No Apology with the Bible Idiots. It is episode 241, and we're going to be bringing you the long-form teaching. This is the first sermon for 2022, and Chris had a message all set. He had the outline, notes were in the bulletin, and he felt God wanting him to scrap all that and instead just speak from the heart. The audio video guys at church reminded Chris, uh, we need a title for this message. So Chris, in his improv ways, said, just call it Happy Christ Follower, Happy New Year. So that's the title. So let's check it out. Thank you once again for listening to No Apology with the Bible Idiots. What's he doing lighting the Advent candles on the 2nd of January? Is this madness? Don't care. Still here. The white candle represents the Christ candle. So we have the purple hanging on the cross. I don't know if you guys ever noticed that. But there's things that you're supposed to do, like it's supposed to be white so many days up to Easter and then purple and then, you know, whatever. We don't do any of that. We just think if it looks good, let's put it up there. I'm like, the purple looks cool. Let's just leave it. Let's just come and worship God. The candles are here. Let's light them today. I've been up since 3 o'clock this morning talking with God. And so the sermon notes you have in your, in your bulletin mean nothing today. I decided to just trash that sermon. We'll have it next week or sometime in the future. And instead, I just want to share with you some stuff from the heart. First of all, a lot of you have just kind of filtered in since we started singing Thank you for being hardy enough to get out into this, uh, in this weather. There are some churches that, that canceled. Um, I don't want to call anybody out by name, Zion. <coughs> but, <laughs> I mean, you got to worry about your parishioners. You know, what if, what if they're not as hardy as you? But look, even if few people walk over from the sunflower, I live a mile and a half away. We only got two and a half inches of snow. I have an all-wheel drive vehicle. If I'm not here today, my dad's coming up out of the grave to call me a wuss. Now, my dad wouldn't say the words because he's not, he, he didn't roll that way, but he'd give me that look, you know, and I'd know. So we're here, and every one of you is here, and I'm very glad that you are. See, I've had this burden on my heart for about the last week leading up to the start of the new year, and much of this past week, I spent laying out an outline of how I wanted to share the Word of God with you through first and second quarter, then it got the third quarter. And right now, I've got like 37 potential outlines just on the story of Joseph in Genesis. I think that's a little excessive. I think we can cover Joseph in like eight weeks, right? And then, you know that last year I had an eight-week David sermon series that I've kind of been noodling with for about a decade that I want to share with you. And we've only gotten to two of those messages because it kept getting interrupted by circumstances and I just felt like God wanted me to share different things with you. So I've kind of got a deal where we're going to be in like a gospel on one Sunday, then Joseph, then David, then maybe Apostle Paul for our spiritual growth, then back to Joseph. And so I've kind of got it laid all out. And it was going to launch with the notes that were in your bulletin today. And God told me, no, just share with from your heart. Because I kept getting these text messages and emails. There are people that we have that are sick There are people that we have that aren't making it back uh, for church today. There are other folks that, like Zion, canceled. And so I didn't know how many people would even make it through the snow. And so I want to just share with you from the heart, with communion right in the middle of it today, 
And I want to share with some of the things that God has laid on my heart. And it really comes hand in glove with what the message was supposed to be, and that is putting God first in our life so we can live the blessed life. Well, as I changed everything up with the video crew, and, and Emily did the, the announcement for the, uh, for the video, for the YouTube video of the sermon that's coming up, you know, what did you want to name it? And so I'm like, uh, happy Christ follower, happy new year. So that's what we're going to do. Happy Christ follower, happy new year. That's what we're going to do for the next few minutes. And I'm excited about it. And let me tell you the first reason for my excitement today. The first reason for my excitement today is that today we start a seven-day fasting and prayer. The BIC has done this for years, and I'm telling you, Jesus himself, look up Luke chapter 9, Jesus himself says some of these things can only be taken care of through fasting and prayer. The demons are like, why can't we cast out that? The, uh, the disciples are like, why can't we cast out that demon? We've been doing this. He's like, nah, some of them take fasting and prayer. Now, when you fast, you act like you're not supposed to fast. See, because fasting back in that culture that Jesus was talking about, the people would fast and they'd get all gaunt and they'd walk around, I'm fasting for the Lord, look at me, I'm righteous. And Jesus is like, no, anoint your head with oil, act like you're not fasting, and then God gets the glory. The point of fasting is so that we take our eyes off whatever we're fasting from, and during that time, focus on the Lord. Now, most people hear fasting and prayer for a week. They're like, I don't want to go without a sandwich for a week, a whole week. That's not necessarily the fast that you need to have. Some people are taking their dinner meal, and after their dinner meal in the evening, their supper, what do you guys call it in Kansas? Dinner, supper, supper, supper meal. And then from there, they're fasting all the way to the next supper meal. And during the day when they skip breakfast and when they skip lunch, they're replacing that with prayer to the Lord. I mean, as long as I know I got another meal coming around, I'm okay. You know, these long five, six-day juice fasts, it's like, on day four, I'm, I've never made it to day four. On day three, I'm not your happy Christian guy. You know, I, so we're going to do different things in our fast that Emily and I are going to be doing. And part of it is going to be a media fast. There's going to be no television in the house of the Danielsons this week. There's going to be very little Facebook, very little internet. We're going to still try to do what we've got to do for the church. But you've got to decide for yourself. What is your fasting going to be? And then while you're fasting, what are you praying about? And so I want you right now, and if you're watching on YouTube right now, take this time for prayer if you don't have the elements, but we're going to open up the table for communion. And as we take this communion, I want you to think about what are you going to fast for, what are you going to pray for, how are you going to fast, and how are you going to pray. And I'm here to tell you that if you're fasting from something very minor, and you are eating a sandwich, driving your truck, and you are praying to God that is just as spiritual and legitimate as the person who goes five days without, without food and is down on their knees for two hours in their private prayer closet. The way you do it is not the holiness. The holiness comes from the intention of your heart and the intention of your head while you're in the middle of it. Why is the question. And the answer is for his kingdom's glory and for your kingdom happiness. 
true authentic joy in 2022 in spite of our circumstances because his kingdom comes first. And I've got some scriptures to share with you when we're done with communion that Emily and I, and a few other stories from Emily and I's journey recently and over the past in place of a sermon today. But right now, for those of us who are here, this is an opportunity for a holy moment. Even though we have an Easter cloth hanging on our cross, even though we have Christmas Advent candles burning on the 2nd of January, the table is open for you. And, he, and I will share with you from the scriptures when we partake in the elements that we do this in remembrance of him. But we're going to take a few minutes. We're going to play our communion song. Take this time to talk about what God's going to do with you, what you are going to execute through, what are you going to fast with? Is it going to be a complete food fast? Is it going to be a media fast? Is it going to be sugar? Is it going to be meat? What is it? And then what are you going to talk to God about during this week? And for those of you covenant partners here at Lifehouse, I am begging you to make the fruit, feeding the sheep, the growth of Lifehouse Church being part of your prayer this week. I've printed about 50 copies, and on, they're on the welcome desk. This is the um, week of prayer and fasting guide from the BIC. And on day three, Jay Johnson and Ron Bull wrote this one together. It's a committee leader and it's a bishop that combined to write some of these devotions. I will try to send out emails throughout this week, as will Bill Howe. And so this is our week to say, Lord, 2022 is about putting you first and is about seeing that kingdom glory and having that happiness and joy in our life. We sometimes hear from God and we wonder, is that just my subconscious talking? So at 3.30 this morning, my spoiled dogs had to go outside because that's what they do, get you up in the middle of the night. And I'm over 50 and I'm a man and every man over 50 knows that you're getting up at 3 a.m. anyway. <laughs> so the dog's getting in a habit of seeing it. And I take them down and it is just cold. I mean, I checked my phone, it was like two below. And the dogs, you know, they made quick work of it outside and came back in. And I couldn't get back to sleep, and I kept thinking about the message that I have, which is a great message. It's a good message. It's something that I live by, that I want you to live by as we go into 2022. And it's just like God said, no, maybe next week. I want you to share today some of the things that you have in your possession that you and Emily had for your New Year's Eve. Since 2015, Emily and I have had a New Year's Eve that has been very, very similar. Last year was a little bit different because we did the game night here. But if you guys remember, in the middle of game night, uh, learning Pollyanna for the first time, I ran home to check on Emily, remember, because she was in the hospital bed in my living room with a broken leg and the kids had all gone home. And then all of us are old that are here, most of us, we're like, you know, should we do that ring in the New Year prayer at 10 instead of midnight? And everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> but when I went home last year at 10.30 from the church, 
we picked up what we'd done in 2019 and in 2018, 2017, and in 2016, and that is we would review the scriptures which made up the DPC, and then we would also make a list. Now, we didn't make a list this year, but the list that we made in 2017 was, Lord, let this be the year of, and then we'd had a person's name. And that person's name was a child of ours or a very close family friend. We'd say, Lord, let this be the year that this happens. And we would write these things down, not as a wish list, but as an expectation by listening to the Holy Spirit put these things on our heart. And it was almost as God said, write them down and then watch what I do. Because in 2017, that was the year of that person in a big way. These things started to happen just as we had prayed them throughout the year. On January 1st, or I'm sorry, on December 31st, 2018, going into 2019, I asked God to move a mountain for us, a mountain that could not be moved by human wisdom, because I'd already tried. It could not be moved by human effort, because I had done a double extra try. God had to move that mountain. And on New Year's Eve, as we're praying, there was this peace that came. And in 2019, God moved that mountain. It would take the rest of our time here for me to even do justice to it. Just know that God moved the mountain. And so as I look at 2021, I don't have anybody by name. And I don't have any circumstance to make a list with. I just have this overall overwhelming sense of non-dread where there should be dread. I have this overwhelming sense of pursuing obedience instead of that dread that's not really there. I have this overwhelming sense of pursuing righteousness and putting God first more than the bummerness that is Dickinson County, Kansas, United States of America, the greater free world, the greater communist world, the coming new world order, and on and on and on it goes. See, because our circumstances cannot dictate our joy, says the scriptures. How is that possible? In the movie Bible Idiots, Johnny Erickson Tata tells us, she says, and I'll never forget her saying this, she says, you're not supposed to be thankful for all things. You're supposed to be thankful within all things. During COVID and no power and all that stuff, Emily and I were like, we still have to be thankful and joyful because we have salvation. And these are not things you conjure up. These are things the Spirit gives you strength for. So I got a letter from Bishop Ron this week, and it was filled with these scriptures, and I want to share it with you. He said, I have some clothing, closing thoughts for 2021 and encouragement for the new year. If you think back a month, do you remember when I was talking about 2 Timothy 4, 2 through 5? 
Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Do not think of this on a national scale. Think of it on a local scale. I see it in Abilene today. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. Romans 8.37, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And then 1 Corinthians 15.58, therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. You need to know that. You need to know that whatever we are doing is not in vain. If you are obedient and if you are sold out for Jesus and surrendered at the foot of the cross, you will start to do things without a scorecard. So say you're going to share a message. Lord, I want to be faithful with the message if it's just 20 people. I want to be faithful with the message if it's just 20,000 people. I want to be faithful with the message if it's 200,000 people. And I want to be faithful with the message if it again is just 20 people. I just explained to you my career. We regularly, when we were in Alaska, would go and not have this big of a crowd. In fact, I, don't think, I think this is bigger than any crowd we had in Alaska. We would fly in a plane with three of us, a pilot better than me, me and Emily, and some provisions for some of the Eskimos, and we'd fly to a village called Igigik. We'd fly to Manakotik. We'd fly to Dillingham. And we lived in the village of Naknak. And we had a pretty good church. We had about 30 people in our church. That was pretty big. We'd go down to Igigik, and there's 100 people in that village, and four people would come to church. And we would praise God. I was a guest speaker out in the Norton Sound, and out there in the Eskimo cultures, the kids, they just run around. You know, like little Nicholas is here today. If little Nicky could just run up here, and no one would do anything. In the bathroom, they didn't have one in the church. He went across the street to Joe's house, and that was a trailer. There would be a dead seal laying out there. What was that village name? That wasn't Unicleet, that was Elam. In the village of Elam. And you would be obedient and you would share the gospel and you would just watch God. Little fruit here, little fruit there. It's all good. Then we went to Arizona. And the platform got bigger, much bigger, much faster. We would regularly speak in front of crowds of 1,500 to 6,000 to 10,000. A couple times it was 20,000. Our radio audience daily exceeded 200,000. And you think to yourself that there might be some significance in what you're doing because the audience is getting bigger. But it's not. The only significance is in the kingdom. And if you are true to yourself, you say, even if it goes back to 20, even if it goes back to the four and igigik again, if we're faithful and just, let the kingdom fruit grow. Put God first and leave the results to him. 
And that's the message for us for 2022. I don't think you guys understand how insignificant it really is to have X amount of people pay attention to your ministry. But I want every one of you to understand how significant it is when we have a person come through the door, accept Jesus Christ, get baptized, and become a covenant partner. And I've said since the day I walked in here, if there's only 20 of us that are sold out for Jesus in that manner, we're going to have a great time for the kingdom. Whether he does anything with our podcast or our TV show or any of that other stuff, it doesn't matter. Sunday mornings, when we come together, if it's a full house or if it's just a couple of us, we are going to live for Jesus and we are going to preach the word in season or out of season. And we will not base it around our own desires. We will not base it around our own significance or our own vanity. We see a lot of that. We see a lot of that. See, we will be more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. So stand firm. Let nothing move you. Give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor will not be in vain. What I'm going to share with you now is what Emily and I read to each other every New Year's Eve since 2015. We actually compiled it, wrote it, typed it out, and if you remember, I talked to you, my second sermon, I think I was here, or third, and then I redid it. I, I redid that same message about a year later um, with totally different slides, but the same concept. And that is if we're all climbing up this mountain, of, you know, there, there's different levels that you get up to. And that to get to the really rare site up here takes a lot of commitment. And a lot of people down here, they're climbing up the mountain. It's really nice. They like it. It's beautiful. And that's where they stay, serving Jesus in their comfort. But for some of us, this world offers nothing. And all we can do is keep going up the mountain. And there's no pinnacle on this mountain until we step over to the other side. And the only pinnacle for us is, well done, thy good and faithful servant. So it starts up, it says, get up to the high mountain. Therefore, do not be troubled. Do not be troubled. And then this is a mashup of a bunch of scriptures. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. To whom am I going to be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage in 2022 and wait for the Lord. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on the things that are above. Set your mind on the things that are above. What's he saying? Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are here on earth. For, here's, point three, here's verse 3, and it's Colossians 3 if you want to look it up. For you have died. You have died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. 
when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. When that day comes, when that moment comes for you, as you're hidden in Christ, your full life will appear as he takes you home. One of my biggest prayers this week is, Lord, please let 2022 be the year you bring us home. Please. Then we will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passions, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. doesn't mean you take up your cross on January 1st with a New Year's resolution. It means you take it up daily and you follow him. Jesus is still talking here. He said, for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Go back to Colossians 3, for you have died. And your life is hidden in Christ, with Christ, in God. Jesus then says, for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. And what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? And loses himself. For, wo- for whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory, in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. How can we not talk about Jesus in 2022? If not now, when? If you're not going to make Jesus everything where you can't stop talking about him in your life, And you can't stop seeing him everywhere in your life. When? What has to happen? See, 2022 should be the year of the happy Christ follower. So they asked me, they said, you're not going to do a normal message. You're just going to do some scriptures and talk from the heart. I'm like, yeah, we need a title. I'm like, uh, happy Christ follower, happy new year. I don't even know if that makes sense. But as a Christ follower, we should be the happiest people in the world. And it's not fake. And you guys know what I'm talking about when I talk about fake Christians. You know, they just paint that smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They even mock them in different TV shows and movies. Because they don't understand. Because when you have that, you have everything. So, A.W. Tozer has a daily devotional, a couple of them. There's one called Evenings with Tozer. And I just happened to look his December 31st up. We use this one a lot, but not consistently. And he used on December 31st in his daily devotion, he used the second to the last verse in the Bible, which is Revelation 22.20. And he said, For which testifies these things saith, Surely I come quickly, amen, ever so come, Lord Jesus. I want Jesus to come in 2022. And if he tarries, then I'll want him to come in 2023. 
And if he tarries that year, I want him to come in 2024. And Jesus says in the scriptures, I come for those who are looking for me. What does that mean? Could it be that he's coming for those who are looking for him and those who are truly looking for him find him as their portion and they're satisfied in him? I want us to be satisfied in him. Don't care if there's 20 people here, 200 people here. I don't, I don't care. I care about each one of you. And I want to be a good pastor and a good shepherd to each one of you. And you matter to me. And I want us to do Mission Andrew and reach out to people. And yes, let's fill up this church in 2022. Let's ask God to do that. But not for our vanity, for his kingdom. And if it's going to be smaller numbers, let it be strong numbers that are making a difference in their family, in their inner circle, in their place of work, in their world here in Dickinson County. Tozer wrote, the people of God ought to be the happiest people in all the wide world. Fellow Christian, consider the source, uh, the source of our joy and delight. Think about the source of your joy and delight. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, our yesterdays behind us, our sin under the blood forever. To be remembered against us no more. Your power's out, you got COVID, you know, things are not going great. That is a happy Christian. That's a happy Christ follower, in spite of circumstances. Listen to it again. You are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. That should be the source of your joy and delight. Yesterday's behind us. Our sins are to be remembered no more. They're covered by the blood of the Lamb. God is our Father. Christ is our brother. The Holy Ghost is our advocate and comforter. Our brother has gone to the Father's house to prepare a place for us, leaving us with the promise that he will come again. Happy Christ follower. 2022. Let's do this. Let's put God first. Tozer ends his devotional with this. Check this out. Don't send Moses, Lord. Don't send Moses. He broke the tablets of stone. Don't send Elijah for me, Lord. I'm afraid of Elijah. He called down fire from heaven. Don't send Paul, Lord. He is so learned that I feel like a little child when I read his letters. Oh, Lord Jesus, come yourself. I'm not afraid of thee. You took the little children as lambs to your fold. You forgave the woman taken in adultery. You healed the timid woman who reached out of the crowd to touch you. We are not afraid of you. In 2022, let Jesus be our portion. Let us be obedient to the point of death, if need be, as happy Christ followers. Happy New Year. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you and thank you and praise you. We just commit ourselves now, those of us who are in the same mind and spirit with me right this second, and those watching online, that this year is not about resolutions. This year is about obedience, and it's about living that victorious, surrendered life that you only know it once you've tasted it yourself. 
Lord, speak to your children, strengthen your children, and let this be a year that your kingdom comes. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for tuning in to our Sunday message. To donate, request prayer, or to contact Pastor Chris, you can write to Lifehouse Church at P.O. Box 661, Abilene, Kansas, 67410, or go online at lifehouse-church.com. On behalf of the entire congregation, thanks again for your support.